and we are live. Well, not live, but you know what I mean. Uh, we're starting the, the pod, first episode. What's going on, Matt? Uh, not much, but I crack open my uh, Ice Cream Man IPA from back east. Cheers. I'll cheers Let's to do that. this. Welcome to the first episode of the Ice Bath Sports Podcast. I am Griff. I'm Matt, and we're just chilling. Well, football is finally back, and uh, I think we're all very excited for not only the NFL season, but also the fantasy season. Um, fantasy football is huge, as we all know. It's something we know and love and have been doing for years, so we figure might as well make a podcast about it. It's not a hobby, it's a <clears throat> passion. So, we got week one coming up. And I think I want to start off with this. Um, week one should be renamed Sammy Watkins week. Yeah, week one, Sammy Watkins. Man, well, what we have written right here, 2019, what do you go for? Nine, 198, and three tutties. And he follows that up with seven, uh, 82 yards and a tutty in 2020. And then 2021, he went four for 96. So there is a little bit of a drop off in production there, but uh, it seems like he kills it week one. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, it's kind of a gamble working with Sammy Watkins as you know, your go-to guy for uh, a starting wide receiver spot. But, I, hey, if you, you know, think the, so. The reason why I'm so high on him this week, or well, this coming week, is uh, he's got Aaron Rodgers thrown to him, right? I mean, I'll take a gamble on this guy. Start him week one. If he goes off, he goes off. I could just drop him right after. But Sammy Watkins week one shows up like what he was supposed to be out of college. Out of Clemson, he was this monster wide receiver, and right. he just really hasn't lived up to it. Week one, he shows that he's still the monster wide receiver, but then he just falls off the face of the cliff the rest of the year. Well, yeah, I mean, it, that, that, that cliff is the, the injury cliff for him. I mean, he's he's always so injury prone. It's always something one week it's his hamstring. Next week, you know, he's got turf toe. So uh, it's truly, truly um, a mystery with Sammy Watkins. And again, that's why I think it's a gamble playing him week one. I'm drafting him last round and starting him week one. If you're in my league and listening to this, don't take him. Thanks. But but you look at like the Packers offense, and you have Randall Cobb, who is a perennial Rodgers guy. You know, and, and Rodgers only really throws to people that he trusts. Yeah. Now you bring in Sammy Watkins. This is the first year he's on the offense. You have Randall Cobb. You have Al Nazard. That's the one, the two. I mean, I think Watkins is going to be fighting for. Um, snaps because you got Romeo Dobbs who reportedly is what having uh, apparently he's he's going he's going crazy in camp I I don't know but but hasn't he been like meeting up with Aaron Rodgers and having like breakfast or something with him yeah Yeah, that's news to me but yeah no like he's hold on hold on getting immunized by him too (laughs) Aaron Rodgers Romeo Dobbs I'm pretty sure they've been like getting together for um for breakfast or something well, another guy that he's kind of behind is Christian Watson. Uh, Christian Watson, I mean, he's just an athletic freak. Ran a, he's 6'4", ran a four three six forty. He's just an athletic freak, and I think him in that offense with Aaron Rodgers being able to stretch the field, go up and get it in the red zone, I think that's a perfect target for him. I think Christian Watson's going to have a great year. But I think the thing with Christian Watson, Christian, what is it, Watson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he... Uh, He's a, a project receiver. You, you look at coming out of a, a small school in North Dakota State. I mean, yeah, you have, you have Trey Lance throwing to you, but he has all of the, the intangibles to be a great receiver. And 
yet he's he's still gonna be a product. He's got to work on that route running. The reason you why know, I like him so much is a... Aaron Rodgers, though. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. he has that Tom Brady effect. He makes all of his receivers better. But look at Devontae Adams. Look how long it took Devontae Adams to become one of the best receivers in the league. He was another guy that was a project coming out of college. Yeah, yeah you're not wrong. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I've am i been high on Christian Watson ever since his uh, his 40 at the Combine. I mean, he was just unreal. Um, right. And uh, you can't really pass on that athleticism. No, um, you're absolutely right. I think there is athleticism there. I think there's value there. But... I, I personally wouldn't take him this year. I think that that's a, a wait and see. Unless you're in a dynasty league. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. I mean, I'm I've I've gotten into dynasty leagues. I'm in a couple now, and Christian Watson's a guy that I've got to have on my dynasty roster. Yeah, I mean, because he's gonna be a monster. You, you you look at these guys. Aaron Rodgers always has a guy, and Aaron Rodgers probably has several years of good football left in him. I mean, Jordan Love, it, he's he's gone. Yeah, I think personally. Yeah. Well, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, guys, we gotta talk about Aaron Jones real quick. Well, yeah, Aaron Jones. I love Aaron Jones this year. Um, going back, you know, did did when we listed off those those receivers for the Packers, did any of them stand out to you as no. like clear cut I mean, number Ellen, one? Guys? Ellen Lazard could be a number one guy just because of that trust with Rodgers. But I, you know, this year I think Aaron Jones is their wide receiver one. I, yes, I, I agree with that. I mean, last year he finished the season as RB ten. This year as an ADP of twenty, he's ranked the eleventh best running back. But the upside as a receiver this year, when this team has no clear-cut number one, I think it's so hard to pass on. I'm snagging him in dynasty leagues. I'm snagging him in redraft. I'm taking Aaron Jones in every league. Yeah, I, I think if, if you're able to get Aaron Jones as your, you know, if you, you double up heavy on running back and you're able to get him as your RB2 in redrafts, you're sitting pretty. Because I think it's similar to, the, to Alvin Kamara was a couple of years ago, where he was number one receiver on yep. his team. He was also number one running back. Yeah. The, the only difference, I mean, it was back then Kamara had Ingram to rival him, while mm-hmm. an older Ingram, while Aaron Jones, Jones has, has AJ Dillon. Dillon. Yeah. Who AJ Dillon? Speaking of AJ Dillon, I love AJ Dillon this I year. Do too. I, I, I think do too. he's still going to get 15 carries a game. I think he's they're going to be. Um, it's one A one B. It's not yeah. a it's not a one two. That, that backfield's going to be running back by committee, but. Aaron Jones is the clear-cut number one there. Um, he is the 1A, and that upside out of the backfield as a receiver, I think it's just so hard to pass on, especially at his ADP is 20. Mm-hmm. You get him at the end of the second round in your 10-man leagues, um, I I just I don't see how you could pass that up. I like him over guys like Chubb. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree, because you have that, that re- receiving threat to him. You know, if, if this guy's going for – you know, five, six catches a game in a, a full PPR league, that's five, six points right there. Not to mention the yardage he's getting with that. You're probably getting 10 points alone just from his just receiving as a receiver. Ability. I and mean, then we're he's talking probably about... going to get at least 10 carries on yeah. top of that. So you're looking at a guy that's most likely getting, you know, at least 15 points a, a week, and that's not even including touchdowns. I mean, so. we were talking about Chubb yesterday, and the reason why we're kind of lower on him um, compared to guys like Aaron Jones is they don't have a quarterback. I mean, no. Jacoby Brissett can only do so much. So defense is all they got to do is stack that box. And we were talking about how A.J. Dillon's the one beat uh, Aaron Jones. I mean, the one beat uh, Nick Chubb is Kareem Hunt, and Kareem Hunt is going to get a heavy workload. Yeah, and th- th- there is a, a big upside, though. If you do take Hunt – I'm sorry, not Hunt. If you do take Chubb, go and do yourself a favor. Get Hunt early mm-hmm. because if Kareem Hunt ends up getting traded, he's going to – you know, no, no team's going to invest in him to, to not use him. Yeah, no, he'll yeah. be an RB1 if, if somebody's yeah. trading for him. All of a sudden, you're, you know, 
starting running back in your cuff or turning into two running back ones because yeah. Nick Chubb with no competition. I mean, yeah, you got Dearness Johnson, uh, Demetric Felton. Demetric Felton. You you have these guys behind Chubb that you know are going to steal a couple of carries, but nobody it's, that's yeah, really going to. No, it's not like Kareem Hunt is going to do. Yeah. They're not going to come in and take you know 10, 12, 15 carries a game. Right. I, I really like Hunt. Uh, the only thing that turns me off is he's not the n- number one on his team. But yeah. when he is the number one on his team, we've seen what he did before his whole controversy back what was his rookie season when he oh was with the God, Chiefs. He was, unreal. He, w- he was unbelievable. Was unreal. I was watching those highlights the other day. He was unreal. He was incredible. You, you know, you'd think it was Jamal Charles out there, like prime Jamal Charles, yeah. not washed up Jamal Charles. Speaking of the Chiefs and running backs. Oh, man. <laughs> I, and, I'll let you take this one. Yeah. Um, one of my least favorite guys this year is uh, Clyde edwards Hilaire. He's got the fumbling issue, and I just don't think he's good. I didn't think he was good coming out of college. Everybody no, hyped I, him up. That, that pick that pick just I, – I didn't get that at all. You take him in the first round, and let me tell you, I was so, so high. I mean, obviously, Monday morning quarterback, everyone's going to say this, but I loved Jonathan Taylor coming into that draft. I thought he was RB1. That's aside the point. I had Edwards Lair, like, as my, like, RB3, RB4 in my rankings yeah. pre-draft because – you know, you you had you had guys like um, DeAndre Swift went in that yeah. draft too. Yeah. I mean, DeAndre Swift, uh, who yeah, he's he's small. Yeah, so is Ch wasn't C. even H. the best running back in his conference. Right. <laughs> no. But I mean, so I mean, I want to get into the guy that I'm super high on right now. Um, a little bit less as of yesterday, but I think I I don't know if this move makes much of a difference. I mean, the the Chiefs did keep Ronald Jones on the four, on the 53 man roster. Um, but Isaiah Pacheco, I mean, you you can't deny what this guy's doing. He's a seventh round pick. He's coming in and not doing seventh round pick things. Seventh round picks don't take starting reps in late August, and he's just not a typical seventh round pick. He's explosive. He's probably gonna he's gonna get some opportunity to return kicks. And first hot take: Isaiah Pacheco is RB one in the Chiefs by week six. Interesting. Wow. I I, I just I don't I don't think the Chiefs like Ceh as and I don't think they should like Ceh. I just I don't I don't know. Well, Ceh is one of those guys that I'm avoiding in every draft. Um, he's he fumbles a lot. Yeah. And he just he's not explosive out of the backfield. I haven't seen stuff that I like from him in at all. All he really is is just another receiver out of the backfield. But then yeah. again, I mean I don't know how I, I haven't looked as much into Pacheco as. Griffin has, but if if Pacheco's even you know close to being a decent pass catcher, I think he could easily take that job just because of his running ability alone. Um, and you look at Ronald Jones. Look at Ronald Jones back in Tampa. There's a reason they didn't bring him back. Oh yeah, no. I mean, there's a reason they brought in Leonard Fournette. They gave Ronald Jones a chance. They gave him multiple. He chances. had many chances. He that had a lot of chances. He, he had many chances to take that job, and yeah. Leonard Fournette just outplayed him by miles. Right, right. I mean, I don't know. Ronald Jones is just one of these guys that he's that's all he is. He's a guy. He, he's going he's he's to take a roster spot. He's not anybody that I think is worth taking. He's a handcuff for an injury. Not even fantasy-wise, just for the I wouldn't Chiefs. Even, I wouldn't even invest in him as a handcuff because no, you're no. not going to get anything more than what Chuba Hubbard produced last season when McCaffrey was out. I mean, yeah. if, if you're getting 10 points a game at best, I mean, if, if you're desperate for receiver – I'm sorry, not not receiver. If you're desperate for running back, and, and you went like heavy receiver in the draft, then I'd look at like a guy like Ronald Jones. If if Fournette got hurt, or I'm sorry, not Fournette, but um, Ch gets hurt. 
or, or Pacheco or whoever. Yeah. Both no, of them. I agree. I mean, Ceh again. He's he's kind of caught a little bit of an injury bug since being in the league too, right? Yep. Yep. So, I don't know. I I would stay far far away from Ronald Jones, just because he he's hurt me in the past. So. Well, Isaiah Pacheco is another one of those guys. If you're in a right. dynasty league, you'd stash him. That's you could get him in the third round. I mean, the hype is probably bringing up to a second round rookie draft pick. Yeah. But in the in the third round, you have nothing to lose. And the running you back position is so unforgiving. Yeah. Well, you take a gamble on a guy like that, and he pays off. You look like a genius in your leagues taking that guy in the third round when nobody else is even thinking about touching him. Yeah, I mean, just because with the receivers, you get chance after chance after chance. It's like, okay, he had a bad game. He had a couple drops. If you're a running back, you don't really get that many chances, unless you're Ronald Jones. But, I mean, I, I think, you know, it's, it's such a uh, – formidable position where somebody like CEH should go down Pacheco steps in look at look at Jonathan Taylor again uh his rookie season he was supposed to sit behind Marlon Mack again second round pick versus seventh round pick but Marlon Mack goes down week one all of a sudden Jonathan Taylor is thrust in that starting role and that is one of the best running backs in the league so I mean I I think if if he wins the job over Ceh, you could expect big things, especially from such a high powered. Yeah, offense. I don't. I don't necessarily think he'll win the job right away. I think it'll give take a few weeks, but I think the Chiefs will finally realize their offense. They have no run game with Ceh. I wouldn't be surprised because you, you're talking about a guy in Andy Reid who is I I think is a no nonsense kind of guy. Yeah, if he yep. sees somebody underperforming, he has no issue. Yeah, he doesn't care where yeah, you're drafted. But, yeah, no issues benching you. Speaking of running backs and Excuse guys me. that I like to avoid, another guy that I am very low on this year, and this come to a shock to a lot of my friends because this has been my favorite running back the last couple of years since his rookie year, David Montgomery. Yeah, I loved me some Montgomery. I owned him last year in my keeper league. I'm a huge D-Mont guy, but this offensive line is led by, you ready? <clears throat> Braxton Jones, Cody Whitehair. Lucas Patrick, Tevin Jenkins, and Riley Reef. Riley Reef's still in the league? Apparently. Wow. But that's enough said. The offensive line is terrible. They have no receiving threats outside of Darnell Mooney. And this offense is going to suck. We were talking about this yesterday. This team might be the worst in the league. You're relying way too much on a guy in Justin Fields that did not show much promise last year. He's an athlete. But he did not excel that great as a passer. Yeah, he had a great preseason, but I don't like to read too much in the preseason. I I, yeah. I feel like you're playing people's backups. Yeah. You know, it, it only really matters for those seven, eight guys that are you know, fighting for roster, fighting spots, for roster really. spots. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, you got a good good offensive guard there in Cody Whitehair. Yeah, but that's it. Like when when, yeah. you, when your best offensive lineman is, you know, a little above average, then the rest are kind of like, meh. And you got a guy like Tevin Jenkins who is on the, the he's trade probably, block, yeah, he's right? Probably, he's probably gone. Yeah. So you, that's uh, that's another tackle you're missing. I don't know. I, I Like I said, I've been a huge D-Mount guy. They're setting him up to get killed. Him I mean, and Justin Fields. I mean, the Bears, uh, we talked about this yesterday, but James Daniels was, I think, a huge, mm. huge loss for them. And you know yeah. what? That's, that's a, a big upgrade of the Steelers' offensive line. I think really, really helps Najee Harris out. Um, so... I, not to change the subject off your Demont, but you know I think Najee Harris is going to be one of these guys that 
is going to break out, finishes a, a top three running back this season. I can see the volume is going to get. Yeah, the, the volume is going to be there. Long. The volume will be there. He's explosive out of the backfield, mm-hmm. and as long as they have somewhat of a passing game, defenses just can't stack the box. And right. you know that offensive line, like you said, adding James Daniels, you could create a lot of holes for Najee. He could, I don't know, he could break off some big runs. I think I think he'll be a top three fantasy back as well. And we we saw in the uh, the preseason. I mean, the offensive line alone, like the offensive line has a couple questions. I think those were addressed in this yeah. offseason by oh, Pitt. Yeah. But you also have uh, you know some decent tight ends on that roster. But the receivers, you got you got George Pickens, who we saw in the preseason. Oh my god! I mean, receiving threat alone, he's going to be scary, but. His his run blocking ability as a receiver is incredible. Like this is a guy. Look look at him and compare him to like Evan Ingram, who they're the same size. They're probably the you know George Pickens is probably faster, mm. but Evan Ingram lines up as the tight end spot. You got George Pickens who lines up as a receiver. George Pickens is probably a better tight end than Evan Ingram. Oh yeah, and look at how much Evan Ingram just got paid by the Jaguars. What I want to know is why people are so shocked about this George Pickens stuff. George Pickens was unreal at Georgia. I, I love unreal Pickens. at Georgia. The only reason why he fell was because of the ACL injury. That he, and people there he was, tore uh, his ACL and came back that same year. Right, but there, I, I believe there's also a lot of character concerns as well. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, I, that, I, that type I, of aggression you want brought to the football field as long as, yeah. as it's not going to hurt your team yep. or your chemistry. Yep. Um, if you're taking that intensity out, you know, when you play, I mean, yeah. there, there's no reason. For I'm. It. A big George Pickens guy. He's a true X there. I mean, Deontay Johnson just got hurt. Um, they're saying it's nothing major. But Chase Claypool on the roster. Who, yeah. I, I think mean, you, know what? you know what? I think Chase Claypool, he you pick up George Pickens, he's the true X. You throw Chase Claypool in the slot, I think he's gonna be dangerous this year. Yeah, I mean you got a guy that's six four. Yeah, I mean it's, he's another he's another athletic freak. And look at he's the size got of the size. Look at the size of most slots cornerbacks like this is oh yeah th- this, oh, this yeah. is like a, a reason i believe adam thielen is so successful or has been so successful as like a red zone threat because most slight cornerbacks are like five nine five ten yeah i mean you, you want to put your small guy in like that nickel yep and uh you know I mean, that's such a mismatch in size that i mean speed release i don't care uh, unless you're you're you know, slot cornerback has a, a forty-two inch vertical. Yeah, I I doubt he's he's going to be able to. I you know I'm four. I'm very high on all the Steelers wide receivers. I mean, Deontay Johnson is a PPR god. Who starts for them though? Yeah, a quarterback. Well, I probably um, it's got to be Pickett. How, I don't. How, how can you take a guy in the first round, and not get him reps in that offense? I I mean, yeah, but the thing is, if you start Pickett off the bat, you can't just bench him if he struggles. No, you can't, but you have to go through those growing pains. And, I mean, Mike, Mike Tomlin has more patience than anybody. I look, think, look at some of the guys he had to deal yeah, with. He does, he does. But I think this year, Trubisky starts the first couple of weeks. You let you ease, pick it in, maybe set up a couple packages with him. I don't know. But I think Pickett will take the job by week five, six. Um, you know, just see what Mitch does. If Mitch goes crazy, then I mean, we're, we're in agreement that, agreement that Mason Rudolph's not the guy. He had his chance to prove that he's. You know, did you see the they're trying to they're trying to trade him and they want like a lot of value for him. They don't want. They're like <laughs> they, they we don't over, we don't want day three picks is, for Mason Rudolph. Is there a more overvalued quarterback in the NFL than Mason Rudolph? No. Like Mason, if you're watching this, I'm sorry, but no. But he. he you got, the, I mean, the Steelers. The Steelers said they don't want day three picks for Mason Rudolph. I 
what do they think they're going to get? Is somebody going to offer them like three ones and they're going to be, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, just one one last note on the Steelers. Um, did you see the Najee clip today? No. Uh, it was released. It, I think it was a beat reporter posted on Twitter. And it was Najee Harris an hour after practice. I think it was from yesterday. And he was running hills an hour after practice. Was he? Yeah, like willingly. Well, that actually that surprised me because he had a uh, he had a little injury scare for a sec. Right, but it this is a little, guy that just like wants to get injury, better. I like, I mean, uh, the fact that you're willingly oh, an yeah. hour after practice running hills, like, come on, I, I played football in high school. Nobody likes hills. Nobody. No. Like, that's that's not enjoyable. Yeah. Um, uh, so the fact that he has that determination to get better really says a lot to me. I I think uh, like if if I'm picking and you got. Taylor McCaffrey, Eckler off the board. I, I I'm considering taking Najee over Derrick Henry. Oh, 100 percent. Derrick Henry scares me this year. He scares me a lot because you got Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's a poor 29 years line. old. He's 29 years old. Coming, coming off, off a major injury. injury. Yeah. And I I don't know. I I think this is the year where we start to see a little drop off. The volume's going to be there. They're run first offense, but right. See, I don't think that there's going to be a drop off in his production as much as the big yard runs. I, yeah. I I think your your days of seeing an 80-yard rushing touchdown from Derrick Henry are gone. Yeah. I think this foot injury, the only thing it's going to affect really is his speed, which he was unbelievably fast for a guy his size before this injury. But you get a foot injury, you know, I, I don't know what it, what his weight's looking like, but I just, I'm concerned that he's not going to break off any, any big runs anymore just because, I mean, if... It's, it's your foot. It's your. It's all about your balance, right? Like that's what, what feet are for. So, he, I don't know, man. Another guy with coming off a foot injury that I'm very scared of. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim Akers. You're scared of Akers. Okay. I am very scared of Akers. Um, for many reasons. See, I'm not. I think I love Akers. I think from a lot of reports from people that have been at Rams camp, which granted it's camp. But a lot of people were saying it was a running back by committee there. That he was splitting touches like 50-50 with Henderson. Okay. And the reason why I am scared of Cam Akers is last year when he came back, I think he came back too early. He had no explosiveness at all. I mean, coming off an Achilles injury, he came back way too quick. He had no explosiveness. He was averaging, I believe, like 2.8 yards a carry, something like that. It was, like, terrible. Mm-hmm. And he was fumbling a lot. And Henderson, when he was starting last year, we were talking about this because you said you had him in your league last year. I did. I did have him. He single-handedly, draft. like, put you in first place for the first, what, like, six weeks? Right. He was, he was like, he was a clear-cut RB1 in fantasy last year. Now, my argument to this is Daryl Henderson was only the RB1 because he was – efficient in a, one of the best offenses in the league. No, you're not wrong. Behind one of the best offensive minds in the league and Sean McVay. Yeah. And Cam Akers, everything you said was 100% true, but that was a year ago. He's had a whole offseason, a whole preseason to come back and, you know, kind of get some of that explosiveness back and uh, you know your Achilles. That, that's that's where all of your explosiveness comes from. That it's it's, it's like a spring. It's you know? the most major injury a running back could have. Yeah, but I think he's going to come back. Uh, do I think he's going to be what he was in college? No, 
but I think he's going to have RB1 potential. I think Daryl Henderson is a better pick for where he is at ADP. I disagree because if Cam Akers stays healthy, and that's an if, if Akers is able to stay healthy, he's he's going to be the guy. I mean, I've done a lot of mock drafts where Cam Akers is going late second, early third round, okay. and I think Henderson going like rounds eight to ten ish is just a better value pick because we just never know. I I'm okay. big on receivers coming off ACLs and running backs coming off Achilles. Or guys that I kind of want to stay away from. Right. But this is, we're going back the beginning of last year. He's had a whole year to recover. To your point of he's, you know, sharing carries in practice, that's because, you know, you want to keep your guys fresh. You don't want to use them all in practice. You don't want to wear them all down in practice. You do, but I'm I, not, think, I'm not gonna, I think I'm not it says look a too lot. Much into that. I'm not going to look too much into that. Sean McVay always, always starts off by claiming he's going to do an RBBC and then. He brings in a guy that dominates like 60% of the backfield and is putting up like 20 fantasy points a game. Because Akers, yeah, he, he, he did have, you know, a, a really poor uh, end of last year when he came back. But he, he, if I'm not mistaken, he's still putting up decent fantasy points. I mean, fantasy points. Like, like he, he, was an RB, kind of he was an RB2 coming the, off an the Achilles fumbles, injury. The fumbles kind of killed it, though. He was... I mean, well, I mean that, also that, that was more many... that was more in like the real life playoffs though. Right. Um, that wasn't really a fantasy standpoint, but yeah, I I don't know. I'm scared of Acres. I like Henderson's value for his ADP. Doesn't mean that Henderson is going to get nearly as many touches, but for the ADP value, I think Henderson's a great pick. I I think Henderson is a cuff at best. I think he's going to get five six carries a game. He's going to come in to relieve Acres. I, so. I think he's I think he'll get double digit carries a game. I. I don't think so. I think Akers is going to be their guy. You look back, they took him in the, what, the second round? Yeah, he, he was an early pick. He was he was a really early pick. And, you know, he showed flashes. He reminded me a lot of Dalvin Cook in college. Yeah. He, he was like almost no, like he was, a carbon copy of Dalvin Cook He was a great college. college back. Now, you know who else had a major injury early on in their career? Who's that? Dalvin Cook, who had an ACL tear <laughs> his did. rookie season. And what is Delvin Cook now? Where where is he going? What's his ADP? It's high. Yeah, I mean it's he's like first round. He's, yeah, he's first round. Yeah. ADP. So I mean, do I do I think like end of the second is early, or or even middle of the third is that early for Cam Akers? I think so. But if you got guys that are scared of taking Akers and he's there at the end of the third, maybe early in the fourth, I'd swing for the fences with him. Honestly, I think that there's a lot of upside. I don't there. hate that. But I, I don't. There's, I think the upside there is is immense, honestly. Okay. You're in All such right. a good offense. Like there, there's no reason that like Ronald Jones can go into that offense and he could he could become an RB one in that offense. Yeah, I mean anybody could become an RB one in that offense. That the offense is insane, but right. right. So like you can take any running back yeah. and put, and, and yeah. put them in and, and give them you know 15, 20 carries in that that spot, then they're gonna produce just because you have such a a good offensive mind in Sean McVay. And I think it's all smoke and mirrors, this RBBC thing. Speaking of RBBC, let's talk about the Jets real quick, because there's been many reports from Jets reporters that Michael Carter is going to be the starting running back. Um, Michael Carter last year. I would listen to Griffin. He's a Jets fan. I am a massive Jets fan. He knows his stuff. Sadly. 
Uh, Michael Carter last year finished as RB29 while missing three games. The Jets O-line has also improved a lot from that. They added Lakin Tomlinson. Granted, Mekhi Becton suffered another season-ending injury, but Dwayne Brown was signed, and he's looked phenomenal. You move George Fant back to the right side, and you got Elijah Vera Tucker, who could become a top-five guard this year. I think the Jets running backs have some good value here. Michael Carter's ADP right now is RB38. I wouldn't get too scared about Brees Hall taking all the reps, because when you look back at college, Michael Carter excelled in a two-man backfield with Javante Williams. I mean, I think last year he got overworked a bit. We had Tevin Coleman, who just got caught yesterday, thank God. And you had Ty Johnson. You can't really split reps when you have Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson. But adding Brees Hall into the mix, I will completely argue that Brees Hall makes Michael Carter's value that much higher. I agree. I, I, I think that's a great take. Um, I think Brees Hall is honestly being way overvalued because, again, mm. he was a running back taken in a second. Yep. I, I don't think Brees Hall was even the best running back in this draft class. I like Ken Walker a lot. I liked Kenneth Walker <laughs> yeah. so much. I did like Ken Walker a lot. I, I, I think Kenny Dubs, you heard it here, folks. Kenny Dubs, he's, uh, you know, by halfway through the season, he's going to you know get a significant share in yeah. carries yeah. in Seattle. Yep. Um, I agree. Whether Rashad Penny likes it or not. But, again, I like Rashad Penny and his ADP. He's going, what, the eighth, ninth round? Yeah, and I, I, I mean, Kenneth Walker is also going around a little bit after him. Um, his ADP is actually very similar to Elijah Penny. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, Rashad, Rashad, Rashad Penny. Penny. I, Elijah Penny is fullback. He is. Rashad do not, Penny. Do not, do not draft. <laughs> don't draft Elijah, Elijah Penny. Penny. Um, but, you know, I, I, I like Ken Walker as a great value pick ADP. I mean, he comes in and he explodes. Then you have no, re- no reason to keep feeding Penny the ball. I think Ken Walker could be the RB1 very early in the season there. See, what what scares me is I think as long as Rashad Penny produces, which he's if he's healthy, he's going to do so, it's it's going to delay Kenny Dubs. It's going to delay his, his emergence. But at the same time, you look at it, and Seattle's not winning anything this year. They don't really have the greatest... Offensive Anything. line, yeah. I mean, they, they have good receivers, great receivers. Yeah, but you you just you look at the, the whole body of work there, and they don't really have anything to lose by throwing in Kenneth Walker. So uh, you can look at it two ways. You can look at it as maybe they want to get Kenneth Walker in early on, see what they have in him, yeah, and 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 try to get some usage out of Kenneth uh, Kenneth Walker, and and see, hey, is this our guy? Did we make the right pick? Or maybe they already know that he's the right pick and they want to save him. They're not going to use him that much this year because why would they waste him and waste his durability? Yeah, you know, I could definitely see that too. I could see them running RVBC, which we were talking about with a lot of teams. Um, You get him his touches, Mm -hmm. um, see what he's all about. And, I mean, from there, you just kind of – you you could have this two-headed monster if Penny pans out, which he showed flashes of last year. Last year he had like, didn't he lead the uh, like the last like four weeks in rushing? Yeah, he was really good last year. Right, but I think Kenneth Walker goes in in the same thing 
that Brees Hall does to Michael Carter, I think Kenneth Walker coming in makes Penny that much of a better pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, one more, I mean, one more running back before we get to some questions. Okay, yeah, yeah, because uh, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll go into that after. Yeah, right. James Robinson. The reason why I'm so high on James Robinson still is Travis Etienne hasn't played a snap in the NFL. We're talking a Doug Peterson offense, which you're very familiar with. Yeah, as as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, I'm very familiar with how Doug Peterson uh, utilizes and views running backs. And he he's always, I mean, ever since he was the OC back in Kansas City, he's always really run a running back by committee. I mean, you look at his time in Philly, you know, you had Miles Sanders, you had Boston Scott, I mean, who are both still on the team. But even before that, you had um, his, his beginning years. Who was our running back before that? I'm, I'm blanking on that right now, but it, it was always like two, three guys that were, were splitting carries. You know, I, I saw this crazy stat, and I remember this, but I forgot all about it. Miles Sanders had a two-week stretch with Doug Peterson as that coach where he had 15 touches. That was when Boston right. Scott was the backup. Right. That is unreal. Yeah. So James Robinson this year, although I said I hate running backs coming off leg and foot injuries, mm-hmm. I think James Robinson has more upside for his ADP than Travis Etienne does. I, I love James Robinson. Um, and I remembered who I was thinking of. I'm thinking of uh, the year, you know, the Eagles won the Super Bowl, but – we had um, Legarrette Blount <laughs> as your 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 Thunder, and then you had your Lightning and JGI. Yeah, and I think it's a similar situation here where James Robinson's your Thunder. You got Etienne as your Lightning. I think both are going to split carries. Etienne's going to be more of the pass catcher. I think. He's going to be more of a pass catcher. Yeah. So he has upside on you know with in, in PPR leagues, yep. obviously. Yeah. But James Robinson's going to be. Uh, I'm going to say it. I think he's going to be our RB two. Yeah. Touchdown dependent RB one. I, I see very high RB two upside and he's an absolute lock. If you don't if you if you don't believe in the RB two upside, he's an absolute lock as a flex. I mean, because Doug Peterson, he, he may be a quarterback guru, but he, well, so some people say, but he uh his his offense style is usually really balanced. So he he's gonna try to run the ball as much as he's gonna pass, and I I really like James Robinson's ADP, like Griff said, and Travis Etienne's going a little high for my liking. It's going to be interesting to see what they do going forward. I wouldn't recommend going for James Robinson in any dynasty leagues, but if you're in a redraft, definitely think about. Yeah. James Cause Robinson I mean, as in dynasty, I see the concern because you're taking a gamble on a guy long-term. Mm-hmm. And I think this year will tell a lot about the future of that backfield. Yeah. I mean, cause James Robinson, he's got what, two more years, including this year. So yeah, next year is a contract year for him. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I could see them moving on from him. Oh yeah. I, I completely agree. If ETN's the guy, I could see that. Yeah. But I, I guess time will tell. hundred percent. All right. So, let's get to some questions. Right. You're right. So we asked out on Instagram and TikTok uh, for your questions of anything fantasy football. And we're going to answer them. So, All right. My friend Nick sent in a question. What are your expectations on Trey Lance? <laughs> I've got a couple friends that are very, very high on Trey Lance. 
Um, I have some that are taking him in every single draft they're in. But the issue is here. The 49ers just went out and re-signed Jimmy Garoppolo to be their backup. 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 I don't think you bring Jimmy G back unless you have concerns about Trey Lance as a long-term starter. I think there's a lot of insecurities revolving around Trey Lance. Yes. I think the only reason that he's getting thrown to the Wolves this year is not because they think he's ready, but because they thought that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have a lot bigger of a market than he did. Mm. They're going to be able to move on from him, and they're going to get Trey Lance some some valuable reps you know, somewhat early in his career. You know, because you don't want to take a guy in the first round and then bench him for two years. Right, Because yeah. then, I mean, first round, so you're going to pick up his option. That's only three years as you know with your yeah. quarterback that he's playing. Yep. You took him in the first round. I, I think they want to get four years out of him. Um, I think they're way too invested in to Trey Lance to not... To not play him. Play him. Yeah. Uh, and... I don't know. I, 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 I think... Don't, I, from what I've read in the reports, uh, what I've heard from Niners fans, every Niners fan loves him, but every Niners beat reporter that I've seen is not. Yeah. I I think Jimmy Garoppolo gets some starts this year. I could see it. I could see it. Now, I mean, worst case scenario for the 49ers is Trey Lance goes out and like tweaks a hammy or something week one, and you don't see what you have in him all season. Because yeah. he has like this lingering injury, that's worst case scenario. Because I mean, then you have to roll the Jimmy Garoppolo for another year, and you know, it, trailing again, you don't know what you have in him. Yeah. But I, I think where he's going in drafts is a little too high for my liking. He's yeah. going before guys like Derek Carr, who just got an upgraded on his on his offense with Devontae Adams. We've talked. We talked about this yesterday. We're both very high on Carr as a fantasy quarterback. Right. And uh, yeah. Even Kirk Cousins is going as a QB, too. I know. And, I mean, you're throwing Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. You have a nice backfield, an upgraded offensive line. I think Kirk Cousins is a sneaky, low-end quarterback one. I agree. All right, talk about quarterbacks. How do we feel about Tua Tungvaloa? Oh, that's the next question? I like it. All right. So, I like Tua a lot. The thing that scares me is that deep ball and his arm strength and for some reason like i i watched him all through college and he had flashes of really great arm strength mm-hmm. i just haven't seen it at all i saw some of these throws they're just absolute ducks but so, the thing that helps tua is the fact he's got tyree kill to stretch the field he's got his little check down guy of jalen waddle he doesn't have to rely on mike gesicki anymore Mm-hmm. He's got playmakers where if you get Waddle in space underneath, get the ball in his hands, he's going to make plays. I mean, it boosts. it's going to boost Tua's fantasy value. Expect a lot of screens out of this offense yeah, yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah. Now, my thought process on Tua, bold take here. He's, I think he's probably a mid-end quarterback too. Okay. Now, yes, he has Tyreek Hill. Yes, he has Jalen Waddle. Yes, he has Mike Gusecki. However, Mike McDaniels is coming from a, a, a team where, you know, he was always a run-first guy. And I think that this offense is going to emulate a lot of what San Francisco did last year. And what was Jimmy Garoppolo's value last year in fantasy? He had a couple weeks of, like, in the 20s, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he was, like, a 
15 to 18 point a week yeah. guy. Like yeah. he, he he was in that mid range quarterback too. And I think Tua is I, I think Garoppolo is probably better than Tua. Um I, I mean Tua has higher upside obviously because he's younger. Yep. But I, I think you should expect to see out of Tua what you saw out of Jimmy Garoppolo last year because I think it's going to be a similar offense. I think, I mean, you, you look at the San Francisco 49ers last year, you had Debo Samuel, you had Brandon Ayuk, you had George Kittle, you had a big three weapons. There's a big three weapons. Yeah, Gisecki, you, you got, Kyrie yeah. Kittle and he'll, Kalen Waddles. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. But that's not going to impact the quarterback value because they're going to be a run first team. They're, now, you've already seen that they're starting to use Mike Isecki a lot more run uh, plays and, and, and pass blocking because they like his blocking ability and because Mike McDaniels is a run first kind of guy. I think, I mean, off topic, I, I know we're talking about Tua, but that's why I like Jalen Waddle so much because I think he's going to be used like Debo was last year. Oh, a hundred percent. I think they're going to utilize his speed. A hundred percent. I think they're too invested in Tyree Kill. Tyree to, Kill is that guy that's going to stretch the field. He's, he's going to be their the deep threat. He is the receiver. Yeah. Now everyone's thinking, oh, Tyreek's going to be used like Debo. No, they're paying. Waddle's going to be that gadget. Yeah, Waddle's going to be Waddle, his gadget yeah, guy. Waddle's going to be that gadget guy. Yeah. Waddle, Waddle's going to be the next Debo this year. Yeah, I, I completely agree. My on that. take. All right, uh, another one. How long before Malik Willis takes the starting job? Not this year. Um, unless unless Tannehill goes down with injury. Yeah, it, Malik it won't Willis be. Is, is sitting. You you take this guy in the third round. There's a reason he fell to the third round. Yeah, he's very 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 raw as a quarterback he's got a lot of stuff to work on but, but he has a, a lot of stuff to work with yes he does and i i think that's a kind of that's a kind of team where he's a pretty good fit um but i think i think Tannehill keeps the job all year i agree with that all right is uh is mike williams the new wide receiver one for the chargers no no i i don't know no no keenan allen as keenan long allen. as keenan allen is there yeah. Keenan Allen's route running ability is top five in the league for receivers. And I mean, I don't care if Keenan Allen is 33 years old, 34 years old. I think he's still the wide receiver one in that offense. And Mike Williams, I mean, yeah, he's had a couple thousand yard seasons, but he's, I mean, I, I owned Mike Williams last year for the first eight weeks. He was phenomenal. Yeah. Then he fell off a cliff. Yeah. Um. So I just I think Mike Williams is too inconsistent to be trusted. I think he's going to have those big games. He's going to be a boomer bust. If you're playing in daily leagues, I think Mike Williams is is a nice start. If if you know you think Keenan Allen's going to have a, a tough matchup, but I mean I I think Mike Williams uh, they'd paid him all that money, but I don't I don't think they're really going to use him. And you got guys like Josh Palmer who who is surprising this offseason. You got Austin Eckler out of the backfield. Austin Eckler out of the backfield. I think uh, Isaiah Spiller's going to get some some work in the receiving game right and then uh who's their tight end jared cook maybe is that uh, jerry cooks uh he's gone now isn't he um who's their tight end they, they have a tight end that's like older i thought i think cook well cook was there last year gerald everett gerald everett. gerald that's everett they that's what they have but yes. they also have donald parham they do have yeah all right all right next question does cooper cup have the same season as he did last year no he put up triple crown numbers with 2,000 yards. You can't you can't put those numbers up. Now, I do think Cooper Cup is still going to be a top three fantasy wide receiver. I Could be number five. one. I think he's going to be top five. I think he breaks top three, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the four or five range. I think top top three anyway could be Jefferson, Chase, Cup. I think Cup ha- is going to be a top three receiver. Van Jefferson? 
Yeah, Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson? No, obviously that, Justin. That was, that's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Cooper Cup, it's almost impossible to match what he did last year, but it would not shock me if he comes out and puts up huge numbers again. Absolutely not. I, I think Cooper Cup is, I mean, he's been a monster receiver ever since college. It's just last year was really, you know, I'm not even going to say a breakout because he's always, he's, he's been a great receiver in the NFL. And I mean, he was dominant in college. If, if you ever want to have some fun, go look at his college highlights and look up his college stats. They're absolutely just unfathomable. They're, they're insane. Um, but Cooper Cup is, is a top receiver in the league. He's a top route runner. But I think the Rams regress this year. Honestly, I I, I don't think they're going to be as good. They as lost. They, were. they lost some pieces. Andrew Whitworth retired. That's that's a lot bigger of a loss. That's a huge yeah. loss. I still think the team's going to be very good, though. They're they're, they're going to win their division. Yes. But I mean, I, I Cooper Cup's not going to put up the same exact season as he had last year because that's just not realistic. I mean, that what he did last year was one of a kind. Like we've never really seen yeah. a season like that. Yeah. All right. Ever. Two more questions. One of them is going to take about five seconds to answer. Chris Godwin or Isaiah McKenzie? Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. He, he's probably going to be ready and healthy by week one, week two. Week, yeah, yeah week he, one or he two. may he may be st- starting week one. Right. And for the last one, who is making it out of the AFC West? The AFC West. Are we talk if we're talking division winner? This is tough. I uh, yeah, this is tough. But I like the Chargers to win the division. I'm going Why to... Why you guys steal my thunder, man? Were you just going to say I that, too? I was going to say the Chargers. I, I thought I was coming out with a hot take, but I... I thought uh, so, too. Because, I honestly... You you look at Denver. Denver has... Yeah, Russell Wilson. Broncos country, let's ride. But, <laughs> like, w- what did Russell Wilson do last year? He did not look great last year. No, well, I, mean, I think a lot of it... A lot of it was the offensive line last year, though. Oh. What's what just happened? It stopped recording. I yeah. think it died. That's all right. Let's keep going. Um, you know Russell Wilson last year. A lot of it was, a lot of it was the offensive line. I think. All right. So, uh, just one last thing before we continue this question. So, if you're you're um, probably not watching on YouTube anymore because the camera just died. Uh, but that's why you should listen to the audio that you're listening to right now. Um. And should be available on what? Apple and Apple, Spotify, Spotify and all over. And most of your podcasting uh, platforms. So I uh, just wanted to plug in real quick there that um, the, the longer extended version of these podcasts will be available to listen to um, in, in just the audio format, video format. It's going to get a little cut off, but will be available in a shorter version on YouTube. And, you know, I think. That pretty much wraps up what we what we had planned for today. Um, but before we go, I do want to talk about two guys. Uh, two guys that I think are going to finish as... Well, this first one's going to be a wide receiver one, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, well, know, borderline wide receiver up. one. I, I think, think I it's going to be a high-end wide receiver two, low-end wide receiver one. And he's the number two on his team. But I think it's a 1A, 1B situation. Yep. Yep. I, think he, I think he has a better year than the guy that people are saying is the one on this team, and that's Devonta Smith. Yes, I'm an Eagles fan. I I may sound biased right now, but Devonta Smith is a great route runner. And think about whose cornerback two is going to be covering Devonta Smith. Not many. Look what he did in college. I mean, you know, he had a historic year in college. 
he comes out, he puts up, what, 900-something yards on a subpar offense last year. And all of a sudden, you get A.J. Brown, you're able to stretch the field. He's A.J. Brown's going to draw coverage. He may draw double coverage. So, Don Smith's probably going to work in the slot. You got A.J. Brown as your X. You got Quez Watkins as your Y. I mean, who's slot receiver going to be? covering Devonta Smith. I don't think many. I think this is a type of guy that's you're going to see consistently going for seven, eight catches a game yep. and probably anywhere from 50 to hundred yards a game. And I like it. I mean, touchdowns. I, I think he's not going to be much of a touchdown guy, but I think he's going to be a lot how, how uh, like um, Keenan Allen was last year where you're looking at a lot of catches yeah. and a lot of yards. Yep. I think he's going to be Hertz go-to guy. He'll be the so, Keenan Allen, and A.J. Brown will be the Mike Williams grabbing some touchdowns. Right. but Except A.J. Brown is better than Mike Williams by... Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But in, in a sense a of, like, bit. in a sense of those two offenses, right. like, that's that's how they're going to be. Right. So, uh, and then the other guy that I think is going to finish as a wide receiver, too, is Chris Olave. Oh, I love me some Olave. I mean, Michael Thomas hasn't played a snap of football in two years. Yeah. And he's going way above his ADP is so much higher than uh, Michael Thomas. Where, where's Chris Olave going? He's going like the Chris Olave is going late. late, I, like, late? I've, I've, I've gotten him ninth, in like tenth? the eighth, ninth, 10th round yeah. in mocks. I mean, and, and then you got Michael Thomas going what the fifth, sixth. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, I, I, I could see taking the give, gamble on Mike Thomas, but give me an AJ Dillon in rounds five or six and then come back and get Chris Olave late. That's, uh, yeah. that's been the formula that I've yeah. been doing a lot of my drafts. And, um, yeah, I no, think I you like shoot that. as well because I I think both are going to be absolute studs this year. All right, well I think that's about it for, I, for this week. Yeah. Um, that that should wrap things up. So thank you so much for listening, or if you're on YouTube watching, but you're not hearing this because the camera died. Um, we will be back next week with week one predictions, we and uh, season predictions and all that jazz. So well, and um, our week one picks for our, betting. Yeah, our week whatnot. one back betting picks. Um, we're gonna have some some little challenges in there throughout the season, so this is gonna be fun. Yeah, but it's, uh, uh, you're really hope you're getting aboard on board now because it's gonna be a hell of a ride this season. Uh, you're in for a lot of fun. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of heartbreak, but that's football. Uh, but there's also gonna be a lot of a lot of dubs. You know, some some fat dubs, some Kenny dubs. So I'm really looking forward to this season. I really hope you guys start following along and, and listening. And if you do, we really appreciate you. And uh, yeah, we will. We'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah, thanks for coming to the ice bath and uh, stay cool. That was horrible. <laughs>